Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this episode number 182, I am one of your hosts, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news, Patrick Novosel. Alongside me is the dynamic duo, the guy who's got music in his heart, Dr. Who on his brain, and La Caretta in his old estomacho, Mark Boucher. Good evening, sir. Or morning. Yeah, well, yeah, good morning to you, too. (laughs) Uh, We are another second week in a row. We have another duo. This time, it's me, Pat and Mark. Uh, Last week, you had Lucas and Mark. And uh, with us in spirit, we have the volleyball and beast of the East, who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. And also the... West Virginia Mountaineer and Brazilian gringo Lucas Ham Swisher. He is also not with us. So you got us two. And how yep. about that? We're holding two down the in fort. A row. Right, exactly. And we we're we're gonna we want to make sure that uh we're we're here every week and you know, like snow, rain, shine, whatever all that stuff is, uh, we're gonna be here with you. Um so so yeah, uh, let's start it off with Mark. What has been going on with your life this past week? Oh, just riding on down that old COVID train. Uh, oh no! Yeah, <clears throat> I did talk a little bit about this last week on the show. Um, that yeah, I did test positive for COVID. So just ri- mm. was riding out the uh, riding out the um, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice because the CDC regulations, uh, they cut down the quarantine time from 10 days to five days. Um, so, so. I don't understand. There, uh, uh, the, the changes every every week, every month is something new. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is such a progressive thing. Like they're, ju- they're learning this as they go. And like they've learned that, okay, you don't necessarily need to be isolated for that long the the heaviest of the symptoms where you're the most contagious i guess is within the first five days of onset of symptoms i guess Mm. um so um which i'm thankful for because that means uh, i only i was only in my house from monday to friday technically saturday um because basically you have to isolate for five days and then uh, you have to make sure that um, you don't have a fever um, that basically you can hold your own without medicine and not have a fever for 24 hours after your five days is up. Yeah. And so um, I'm good on that. So just good. a lot of dealing with a lot of the residual stuff, like mainly it's the coughing. Uh, mm. The coughing is the worst part. And it was funny because like the, the, like the over the weekend, like I really didn't have that much of a problem with coughing, but like this morning uh, when I got into work and went to take a call, immediately just coughing fit. No. So, um, and I've of course yeah I've pretty much had it pretty bad all day today. So, but it's it's loose coughing. So which means it's on its way out. It's just breaking all the all the junk up. Yeah. So, what do you do to to make sure that you you? I mean, you're on the phones all day. So, what do you make sure that you do to 
so that you don't cough. Hydrate level four, please. <laughs> fruit, fruit, please. Fruit, please. Uh, hydrate, yeah. Like I just have water, you know, with me constantly. Um, yeah. And uh, plus, our headsets are a godsend because um, if I ever need to cough, I just quickly mute mute my headset. Yeah. While I'm in the middle of the call, and just let it out, and uh, and then immediately I'm back on it. So they're none the wiser. Yep. So it's a beautiful thing. Although the first call today, it, for some reason, wasn't working. Uh, oh, the, the mute wasn't working? Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm sitting there like, eh, no, and I have to cough. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me while I cough. Yeah. I had to like, I at one point, I literally pulled my headset off and tried to <laughs> cough away from it. No. So, but but it's all right. Um. I'm on the on the outside of things, you know, Good. heading on the tail end of of the worst of the COVID stuff. So, thankful Good. for that. And now I have. It didn't seem like it lasted that long for you. No, it it really wasn't that bad. Um, it actually wasn't as bad as the last time I have COVID. I had COVID. Yeah. Um, because my my temperature the last time was like 101 when I had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, like I barely hit 99.5. Which oh, I mean, that's, that's like borderline, but apparently it was enough for me to have a fever because, like, I would just break out into sweats, sure, um, and all this kind of stuff. But, but yeah, it wasn't near as near as bad as it was the last time. Um, so yeah, just riding it out. I thought I thought Kristen had actually had it, mm-hmm. or that she was dealing with it. Um, Turned out to be something else completely, and she took an at-home test. She didn't take the um, PCR test like I did, um, yeah. but she took an at-home test, and it's it's negative, which I... That's so wild. I don't even understand because she's been uh, very much around me the whole week. Right. And there's no way no way she, you know... How the heck? I, I, don't, the heck? I don't get it, but... <laughs> But but yeah, that's she's, good though. That's she's good. been pretty much fine the whole the good. whole time, um, and uh, so she dodged a bullet there. But yeah, that's been pretty much me on on the life front side of things. Um, um, my the elders at my church were were being a little um, just erring on the side of caution, even though I had already been over my um, mm-hmm. uh, isolation period. Um, yeah. They're like, yeah, we'd rather you just go ahead and stay home this weekend. So, um, so I had somebody else subbing, leading worship for me. Um, so we didn't go to church, which was, I mean, obviously I love my church and I love leading, leading worship, but it was nice to not have to go anywhere and just chill out on a Sunday. Um, right. and, and so on the gaming side of things, there have been three games that I have been into, um, over the past Whoa. week. Yeah. Three. So, um, if you, if you listened to last week's episode, um, I started streaming um, Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. which we moved the needle uh, quite a bit on on this week, uh, hey, this past hey. Saturday. Yeah, got plenty of that in. <laughs> More than I want, which is pretty much any time I play that game. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we basically have moved into the adult mode, if you're familiar with not that kind of adult mode. No. Oh my God. No, 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 it no. goes we the 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 default setting is E for everyone, and then there's a mature setting. AO. <laughs> After hours, Zelda. Um, 
No. So if you're familiar with Ocarina of Time, um, there's kind of two versions of the game that you play. You play, you can, you go back and forth between time from like when you're a child, you're probably about 10 years old. Um, and then when you pull the master sword from the stone in the temple of time, it moves you to seven years. So you're like a teenager or pretty much an adult. Okay. Um, so, um, we've pretty much moved on to the adult side of things. Um, played a couple of dungeons on, on Saturday. Um, didn't get it quite as far as I wanted to, but we, I mean, we still, we still moved pretty far. Um, but um, that was what I played on stream, and then on um, on my own time, mm-hmm. it's been um, just Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Seasons. Because I was talking to Lucas about this last week that I I purchased. Um, so if you if you've heard the 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 Wii U and the 3DS eShops are going away, uh, yeah. and so the Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Seasons is on the 3DS eShop. And it was very cheap. It's only like five bucks. Ooh. Yeah. So, and I'd never played it before. So I just decided to throw it on, start playing it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty far into that. Um, I'd say I'm probably about three quarters of the way through the game now. Um, and then, of course, been playing more Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Which is, it continues to be fantastic. Although, I will say this. I was having, for some reason, some pretty significant frame drops. Like it was, it was really, yeah, it was bad. Um, to the you're point you're playing where on I PS5, to, right? Yeah, yeah. And what? I toggled wow. with like the performance mode and and things like that, trying to see if it was something to do with that. It was still doing it. Even. So are you playing on quality or performance? Um, I want to say it's on performance now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, um, yeah, I tried to toggle back and forth just to see if it would do anything. And, yeah, there was just one part that, like, it was just oh, frame dropping really bad. So I ended up mm-hmm. having to, like, uh, restart the console. And then once I did that, it was fine. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely experienced some glitches in this game, for sure. Um, I it's... saw you post on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was basically we were. Um, it was a group of guys that was fighting against a bunch of machines, and for some reason, even though the machines were gone, they were still moving around, just wandering around for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it looks like they were looking for a fight. Like they're ready, but there's nothing there. <laughs> Is there something? No, nothing. Okay. Well, how about now? And it's like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And I watched a one video from. Um, from our friend Tim Pollan, he posted a video where dudes like doing like a spinning top on the on the on the ground. So I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. So um, not a, it's not a perfect game, but I mean, and any any glitches I've faced have not put a you know have not put a stop to me wanting to play it anymore. So um, you just deal with it and and move on. I'm sure they'll probably introduce patches and things like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm still absolutely loving that game. I'm probably probably about 12, 13 hours in, something like that. Okay. All right. So that could that could mean you're still in the first area, or it could mean you're closer to the end. So <laughs> it really I've, depends on how you want to play it. 
I've done a couple of, of side missions, but for the most part, I've still been very much mainlining it because that's mm-hmm. what's interested me the most. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, very much having, having a fun time with that game, keeping it going. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much my week. Patrick, you got, yes. uh, you got two weeks to catch us up on. Yeah, to, to be to be honest, uh, the last couple of weeks um, haven't really done much outside of gaming and movies. Really, uh, there's been a ho hum last couple of weeks. Of the, I guess the, really the biggest thing that's happened the past couple of weeks is. Um, so let me give you a bit of, bit of background about my office, my yeah. quote unquote office. So back two years ago when the pandemic first started you know and we went to work from home i didn't have a work laptop i didn't have an office and really my office was the living room and my desk was my ottoman there wasn't anything more than that and so uh after a few weeks i brought my office down into the man cave and i started using a uh, like a camping folding table and so I would use that. I would have my laptop on there. And then uh, my brother-in-law, uh, his his nephew, when they went there do their uh, remote learning, he went back yeah. to school. And then so I took his desk. I took and he's in like, shoot, um, third grade or something like that. Wow. So I have this like elementary school desk <laughs> that I'm using for, for my desk, which I, I've been using for like, the past year it's like watching and... billy madison at the, <laughs> at the exactly the desk. <laughs> yeah i was it was just so it was small but it, it served its purpose um and so it was like i need i really i've been working from home you know two couple times a week and i'm like i i need to have a a setup to where i can actually have a little bit of room and so i went ahead and got a new desk I got I got a a standing desk that goes you know up and down, Fancy. so I can either stand at my desk or I can sit at my desk. Uh, I, I not only did I get that, I got a new chair. I've been using like I've been using a old chair that uh, has it's probably twenty five years old, and yeah. it's one of those chairs you sit in it. You're like, man, I, this this has no cushion. This is you know this is, it's rough. So I was like, I need to get a new chair. So I went ahead and got a gaming chair uh, that has like, uh, it has a massage massager on the lumbar on the bottom. It has a, like a little fold out ottoman, like a footrest on it. And it it's also, the one of the weird, one of the weird uh, features to it is it leans back. So you can, to where you can lay down like flat, but if you put too much, like, uh, I guess, weight on the top of the chair, like you're going to fall over. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what you can do to make it. It's like so a Goldilocks I, chair. You got to be just if, if I wanted right. to take a nap in it, I could take a nap in it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So uh, I got that. And then I had like a, an old like 2003 monitor. It was not HD. It was like maybe 480p, maybe. <sighs> It was probably like one of those. It was. It was like maybe it looked like the first like 
flat screen monitor. Oh you know, that's what, that's what it was. The bezel that's like the size of my head. Yeah. Huge, huge bezel. <laughs> so I went ahead and got a couple monitors and got some splitters and things like that. So where um, I have three screens going on right now. So nice. uh, really, really huge upgrade to it. As you can see, um, uh, if you're watching this on video, like I have a different background. My whole setup is totally different um, and it's really awesome. I'm really excited to have a little you know, actual office area for me to work in. You've grown up room um, now. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, so that's really the only thing that I've really been doing the past couple of weeks. Um, outside of that, uh, on the movie front, um, I watched Scream 5. Oh, which that's the newest one. It's the newest one. Yeah. And Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, they reprise the role along with David Arquette. And so I watched it. It is almost the exact same movie as Scream 1, like almost the exact same movie. And it's if you've ever seen the Scream movies, I mean, they're they're aware that of what they're doing. Yeah. And that's what makes them good, you know, like to a, to a, to a degree. Um so yeah, I watched that. It was it was good. I mean, like, if you've seen Scream One, you've seen Scream Five. I mean, that's that's what it's, it is what it is. I think um, they do that a lot of times to just kind of reintroduce the whole idea to a newer audience. After after I don't know the the you know the distance of time between uh, Scream Four and Scream Five, but uh, a decade over a decade is probably. it okay? Yeah, yeah. So it's probably you know they probably try to appease the older fans give some nostalgia obviously they brought back the original actors so mm -hmm. um and then you know just reintroducing people to the formula but and i to be to be honest uh so i watched scream five and it was i mean it was it was okay i mean if you like scream movies you're you're like scream five i mean let's be honest it's even though it's a rehash and a, and a, re, and a reimagine even though it's a reimagining or like a, a direct sequel it's kind of like the force awakens yep where it was very similar to A New Hope. Very similar. Wait, A New Hope? Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So it was very similar where it's like almost almost the same type of story. Yeah. Okay. We get, we get it. But I'm still having fun. Um, so I started. To, so I went back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and rewatch the Scream series. Oh, my God. And I, um, I watched Scream 1 and Scream 2. And it's just, it's so campy. You know, like I'm in the middle of Scream 3 right now. And it's they're just fun, fun movies, movies to watch. Um, so I've been doing that. And then sp speaking of fun movies, I went to go see the new uncharted movie. Oh yeah. So all through January and a little bit into February, I replayed all the uncharted games to yep. get ready to play to, as part of the good morning guys video game book club. And also to get ready for the uncharted movie. And so I went in there and I watched it uh, in the theaters with the wife and she wanted to see it because I mean like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I mean, those, those, those guys are going to pull in audiences, whether or not you're a fan of the uncharted movies or just a fan of them, you know, you're going to go, going to go see this movie. So, and I've seen like, they, they've already put like, it was like 220 something million worldwide so far without China. Yeah, and so it's it's doing really well, doing really well as far as uh, box office sales. Um, so I've I have Uncharted fresh in my mind. It's one of the greatest franchises in video game history. The story is is just so great, especially Uncharted Four. And so going into Uncharted the movie, 
you know, they're bringing it back to like, it's, it's an origin story yeah. of Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan. And so watching it, I'm going in like with low expectations. And I also expect it to be a retelling, uh, not, not an actual one-to-one retelling of uncharted one sure. or whatever. Cause there was, it, they, they brought in all the uncharted's in there. They did scenes from the uncharted games from one through four, Actually, no, more one through three. Um, and it was just a new origin story for, you know, Dr- Nate, Nate and Drake, or Nate and, and Sully. Um, but, I mean, like, it was it was fun. I mean, I get it. I mean, I would say it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, was it was it a, a great movie? No. No, it wasn't. Mm. Uh, there's it, what I what I love about the Uncharted is uh Nathan Drake's, you know, his 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 humor and the chemistry between him and Victor Sullivan and his main squeeze, Elena Fisher. Uh spoilers, Elena's not in this movie. You know, so there's like I still it's, early it, days. he has he, he hasn't even met her yet. Yeah. So and I'm assuming, you know, with how well it's been how, how well it did, that she'll come in into the sequel. Uh, which is crazy because the very first scene in Uncharted One is him and elena uh, you know on screen for the first time yeah so uh yeah it was it was it was a different chemistry with mark Wahlberg as sully and tom holland as nathan drake it was it wasn't the chemistry that the video games have portrayed over the series over the franchise yeah and i did it was it it wasn't as good as i hoped for for them um not going into spo- any spo- any spoilers. I just want to say that the the chemistry was not there, and it wasn't there until the end of the movie, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and I saw it at the end of the movie. I'm like, hey, if they do another Uncharted movie and they get the chemistry that they have at the end of the movie and put it into this into the sequel, it's going to be good. Like that's that's really like I'm hoping that this is like it's going to Tom Holland as Nathan Drake for the remainder of his career. Kind of like what Harrison Ford has done with Indiana Jones. Yep. And they, they just wrapped Indiana Jones five. I saw that. Absolutely crazy. You know, they've been, he's been doing this for 40 years as Indiana Jones. And if Tom Holland can do the same thing, I think, and if Mark Wahlberg does the same thing, I think this series will get better and better. The more, movies they do of uncharted yeah i just thought it was interesting because like basically um if you look at the rotten tomatoes score um the movie critics wise is like at a 40 right but then then when people went to go see it and stuff the audience score was 90 percent. so it's like obviously general audiences like the movie they enjoyed the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's it's a good popcorn flick. I yeah. mean, I mean, I get, I give it that. It's I, it's there's other there's other movies that are better yeah. than this as far as like um, an uncharted kind of national treasure. Like National Treasure, better than this movie. An Indiana Jones movie is better than this movie. Yeah. Not to say this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah. I think it's an okay movie. I think it's a straight up seven out of ten. It's one of those movies where it's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna go in. I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to move on with my life. You know, you're not going to be thinking about this movie for 
weeks and months like oh that was so good i can't wait till it comes out on dvd or on digital and i'm gonna watch it again it's not one of those movies yeah now if it when when they come out uh, with uncharted <laughs> 2 or uncharted 3 you know maybe this movie will be better yeah. Where it's like, oh, I want to can't wait to go back and when rewatch the origin story of 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 Nate and Sully. Yes, probably. But right now, as a standalone movie, it's ho hum. Yeah, I I was never a hundred percent sold on on Tom Holland. I like Tom Holland as an actor. Obviously, I love his Spider Man, but right, I was never a hundred percent sold on him being Nathan Drake or Mark Wahlberg being Sully. Um, it's... Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg yes. in this. You know, yeah. it's straight up Mark Wahlberg. And Tom Holland is Peter Parker as Nathan Drake. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, you can't get a, Tom Holland d- does not change uh, his, his acting for this, this movie. He's yeah. Peter Parker yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, and I just think you need people that lean hard into those, those, personalities for some reason it just seems like all these video game movies and things like that like they want to take all these liberties with the with the the source material and the personalities of the characters and things like that where it's like they don't fully go in (laughs) uh they they just decide to make their own thing and and this was kind of sort of what they did um i mean obviously i haven't seen the movie but um Mm. but yeah it just it just seems like they these these movie studios never want to fully embrace the actual characters. It's it's so weird. I don't understand it. But now now I'll give I'll give them credit. I liked it was a different take on it because mm-hmm. if to be honest, the Uncharted storyline. If I want to get the story, I'm going to play the games. The games have a 100% better story. They're you know 10 to 15 hour games. You get a lot more story. Uh, with those games yeah this is a two-hour movie um but i like how they did it differently so yeah i mean like overall overall good 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 movie you know would i see it again yes i would definitely see it again cool um but it's it's not nothing i'm gonna be like oh i can't wait for it to come out so i can see it again yeah Uh, i will see it again eventually whenever it comes out on streaming or dvd or whatever it is uh i'll rent it whatever um so yeah, so I, I watched that uh, with the wife, and then on the gaming front, played a played a couple games uh, these past couple weeks. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, I I said I started Sifu, and I was in the middle of Sifu, and it was really tough game. Yep. And uh, replaying levels, getting better gear, getting better not gear, uh, getting better skills uh, to help me along, and so. Uh, I, I, I went through, uh, I think the first three levels and I, and I got to, I was age 22 going into stage four and which that's, was awesome. That's only, pretty only good. Dying. Yeah. Right. Like I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I, uh, this is, this is my run. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Now there's five and levels, right? There's five levels. Yeah. And so I get through uh stage and I've, at this point I've maybe played about 10 hours. It was not really that long. You know, if you put a little bit of time into it. Not really that long of a game, um, but about ten hours into the first three stages, I went through stage four, and I beat the 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 boss in stage four my first try, and wow. I was I like age forty four, and it was like I got all the way through, I got all the way to the the end boss, um, and 
well, sorry. So it took me a couple tries to get to the actual end boss in stage four. Uh, I got the, once I got there, I, I, I beat her. Um, I, and to my credit, I watched a walkthrough of the boss before uh, I actually got into gotcha. it. I was, wa- well, when I say walkthrough, I watched some guy was, was playing it on Twitch. There's no shame. He was, it. yeah, he was, he was playing. I was like, okay, you know, like I see what he's doing. I'm, I'm going to try to replicate that. And I replicated it to a degree. Uh, but actually, sorry, I, I totally lied. There was one time where this move that the boss was doing um, was nonstop. Did it for like three minutes straight. Mm. And I'm like, I, this person, this boss is not going to stop this move. And so I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to, because it, it saves right before the boss. Mm-hmm. So I just restarted the game right before the boss. I got in there and she no longer did that move for three minutes. She would do it for the normal five seconds, and then I would move, then move on to the, to the next move and things like that. So I beat so I beat that uh, like age forty four, I think it was, and so I went through stage five. And at this point, you know, like these the the putties, uh, as it were, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the lackeys, I, I, yeah, the lackeys. I was doing pretty good against them. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got to the the final boss, and the final boss was just it has two two different stages. So you beat him the first time. I thought I beat the game, and then I was like, nope, we're gonna do it to the next level. Oh, so, I hate that. Yeah. So uh, and this, the next level, uh, I I died, and I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta try it again. But then uh, you know I I looked at it, and I was like, you know what? The second stage, he's doing the same moves. He just looks different. So when I had my mindset like that, I'm like, okay, I got this. And I ended up beating him. And so when I say nice. I beat him, so it was like, it was, it was rough. So I beat, I, I was, I kept dying. When you die, you die, you, you age that many years. And the more times you die, the more age you go up faster. So yeah. at this, at one point I had died seven straight times. So I would die and I would lose seven years. Oh my gosh. And I ended up, it was, I was like 74 years old and I was like, okay. And once you die at past age 70, the game's over and you have to start over, mm. start over that, that level or whatever. So, or that stage. So, uh, it was, uh, I was like close to, you know, very small lifespan and I hit him with the last hit and I beat him at age 74. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this game. I'm retiring. This game was, <laughs> game was rough. I'm not going after the platinum. Uh, so, but I've ended up beating Sifu, which was, which was nice because the, past year these types of games i would have never even tried yeah like with returnal and hades and now sifu like i i felt i the the challenge is there and so this week i've started elden ring oh my gosh yes (laughs) um now for some real pain and torture no no i no idea what i'm doing but um so i've only i've only played a little bit of that so far uh, and what's weird about that game is there's like no like markers. Nope. There's just like a general direction to go. Not tell you a dang thing. It was just like you have to figure it out for yourself. So I died three times, and I was like, and I don't even think I didn't even get to anything. I got to those like two knights. I beat them, and then I come across like a camp where there's like eight knights, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> died immediately. And then I try to go. Then after you die, you can go get your stuff. So yeah. I have to go get my stuff, and then I died immediately again. So I was like, you know what? Um, 
I'm going to put this on the back burner for now. Yep. And so I'll, I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick it up uh, later this week. Um, but the big thing that uh, I played this past week was what you have been playing is horizon forbidden West. Yeah, buddy. And this game I could not put down for the life of me. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to get everything. I wanted to experience everything. Like when I first started, I was playing and I was like, I'm going to mainline this. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to go after the platinum, you know, famous last words. I'm yep. not going to go after the platinum. Yep. And so I was mainlining it and I had to do a side quest. And so I wanted to did the side quest and it was like this, the story, the side quest was just so in depth. And, um, as you go along in the story, in the main story, this side quest, like the next stage of that side quest, you can't do until you until you continue on in the story. Yeah, which was really cool that it was just it wasn't just like a side quest and you're done. Like it would had its own little side story to the overall arching uh, movie or the the game yeah. story, which was really cool. And this game, this game is probably one of the most beautiful games i have ever played the the motion capture the the mouths to these uh, actors and actresses are amazing uh the the beautiful landscapes the colors of this game the the voice acting just like it feels it felt like a it felt like a naughty dog type of story yeah like it was it was that caliber of motion capture story to it. Uh, amazing. Um, and I played Horizon Zero Dawn. That was a fun game. I platinumed that. And so I was really excited to play play this one. And I, I for five straight days, playing this game. And I was up till like three in the morning. I could not put this game down at all. And... I know, so hooked, so hooked. <laughs> there was, it, there's so many, so many things to do in this game. So many things. There's always a question mark. There's always someone to help. There's always a side quest. There's an errand. Like there's this guy. He's like, he's like, hey, I want a coffee cup. Can you go get me a coffee cup? And I was like, yeah, sure. Where is it? So I, uh, you know, like you, uh, grab, get, get on a, get on a like a, you know, a quote unquote horse or whatever you want to mount you want and just go over there and amazing um they and once you find like there's there's like points where you can save the game but they also become fast travels so there's like these uh these fire fireplaces or um campfires campfires yeah yeah that you can go to and once you once you unlock that campfire or once you discover it it becomes a fast travel location and so in the in where if I'm across the map and I'm like, you know what? I have to go all the way back to finish a quest. I can just go to the, the closest campfire and fast travel there. I can fast travel for free if I have if I go from campfire to campfire, or I could just use um, fast travel tokens that I've bought from vendors to go there from wherever I am. As long as I'm not in a like in a fight. And it's so so awesome when you're able to do that especially with how big horizon forbidden west is see the fun part about playing it on on baby mode like i am yeah uh there is no fast travel tokens everything's free no you're for real (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, so 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 I've been playing on normal. I played on normal, and the fast travel tokens. I mean, like as long as you can, you can, you have the resources to like the the shards, you can buy these, and they're like they're not expensive at all. Yeah, at all, which was really nice. And but I turned on easy loot, so regardless of how I killed a machine, I would get their th- their stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously it's way easier to kill a machine when you're taking off their gear. So, so, so easy, um, to, to do that. And, uh, so, but even if I didn't, I was still able to, to grab, um, the stuff, but man, the, with horizon, when you, when you come up to machine, the machine has like, like some sort of gun, some sort of Gatling gun or whatever. And you get out your like shredding arrow and you just you shoot it, and it's like what I don't know if you've gotten there before, but one of the I, can't, I think I think it's like the maybe the warrior bow, and it's like one of the shredding arrows. You shoot you shoot the the enemy the machine, and it makes that like whoom, and just like it explodes, yeah, and takes off takes off the the armor or the gear or the whatever it is. So satisfying. Um, as I, as you as you go farther and farther into the game, more weapons unlock, and the more weapons you have, <laughs> the easier it is to defeat machines. And with these machines, like, or with with all the weapons, like you can change your weapons on the fly. Yeah. Like, even if you don't have them equipped to your like wheel, your skill wheel, or your weapon wheel, you can always just go into your menu, attach it, put it in your weapon wheel, and then you have it. Like it's so simple to do uh so you can just however you want to fight you don't have to you don't have to go into like your 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 menu or your gear at a particular uh campsite and change it and then go fight you can just do it on the fly which is which is totally awesome um so yeah so i played through that i got through the entire story did almost all of the side quests i think it might have like three side quests i have a bunch of errands I didn't do a lot of the errands because there's not, there's like, it's like I said, give me a coffee cup. It's like, uh, right. I mean, I got you a coffee cup and it was just, it was random. You know, like it wasn't that big of a story. The side quests and the main story is where the story is at. <coughs> um, I think even a, even one side quest ended up, like I said, like it goes through without the entire main story. The side quest was like all the way up to like the right before the last mission. I was able to finish that side quest. Was was really cool how it all worked out like that. Yeah. Um, so I had a great, great time with Horizon Forbidden West. Um, if I had to rank it, I would it's a nine and a half out of ten. Not it, it, it was like you said, this game's not perfect. There the only glitch that I had was um the armor that I had on, my favorite armor, uh, the left shoulder plate would glitch in like um when they were in cutscenes and talking to each other so Goodness. it was uh that was the only th- it was like it was like a, it was a flicker uh and it did and it flickered probably every five seconds uh only when they had aloy on the screen if they i mean like obviously if you're if she's talking to the uh, uh you know the npc the npcs are gonna have the camera on them and you didn't didn't see it but once they pan back over to her you know, that was it. But that's the only glitch. I didn't have any other crazy glitches like you or Tim Pollan had. Um, so, so yeah, nine and a half. I, I wouldn't give it a, a full, full 10 out of 10. 
there was something that happened in the story mm. that uh that I don't disapprove of, but how it was handled, um, it fell flat to me. And mm. I was super disappointed that um, the outcome to that uh, occurrence uh, was not fleshed out any further. Um, because of this, this game is the storylines are so fleshed out. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they, you, you talk to your team, uh, and you find out the backstory to them. You could be in your base for, you know, a half hour to an hour just talking to your teammates. Yeah. And so when when this thing happened, I'm like, man, they didn't do much with this. I wish they would have done more. And so if I, I that's it was a really big letdown uh, to to that. I thought they should have done more. But other than that, the game was fantastic. Yeah. The ending was fantastic. Um, really looking to for ho- hopefully they make a third one. I'm pretty sure they're going to make a third one. More than uh, likely, this game- yeah. This uh, I I don't know what the sales have done on this game, but I'm sure it's going to be another. I think what did Horizon Zero Dawn get like 10 million sales or something like that something across like that. I have no PlayStation idea. and and PC. I'm pretty sure um, it, it's between eight and 10 million, maybe more. Uh, they're uh, hopefully this this game does the same thing so they can make a third one. Um, great, fantastic game. Love, love the open world uh, part of this game. Um, so, speaking of open world games, uh-huh. that is our topic. So let's get to it. That's right, folks. We are talking about open world games. The good, the bad, the ugly, the best games of all time, the worst games of all time, and your thoughts on open world games. So uh, I want to start things off with you, Mark. And I want to, because, I mean, we hit, we get so many open world games yep. uh, nowadays <laughs> because of the architecture, because of the power of the new consoles all the way back to you know the the original xbox uh all the way to now it gets it gets bigger and better quote unquote better as the years have gone on um so what is what is your what are your thoughts on open world games versus single player games versus any other style game well any sort of uh First player games that I play, a lot of them are open world games. Now that I think about it, um, that have these like huge, uh, you know, exp- areas of exploration and things like that. Um, that's that's a lot of a lot of what I play. I do. I mean, I do play a lot of linear type games too. But but yeah, a lot of the games, first player games that I play are are definitely open world games. Um, I've been playing. I was trying to think back to the first open world game I ever played. Um, uh, probably would have to be, I guess if you call Link to the Past open world, um, it's somewhat open world, but like you could like at any time you could go to, you know, X parts of the map, you can do all mm-hmm. these different side quests, you can, um, you know, you can do a lot of the Zelda games, you can, you can, you don't have to do the dungeons in a particular order, 
you can do them however you want um and and things like that um so that's probably one of the earlier earlier ones that 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 i played but i mean i love i love open world games i love the the only caveat that i say to that is um i love open world games where you actually have purpose to you know the different places you're going and the exploration and things like that like for example the 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 arkham games um each each place that you go to in each of these side missions that you that you're facing these different villains and things like that um they they weave in stories that are very much tied to their characters and and they're compelling stories that make sense and so i think i was sharing with you um with you and i also with lucas like um because i was hesitant towards towards horizon uh in going on many side missions um just because um i i get really tired of fetch quests things that don't Mm. really matter to the story and i get the completionist side of things you want to get everything and 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 you know get all the unlockables and all that kind of stuff and that's and that's great but what really pulls me in is do these side quests matter to the story or create a compelling enough story like you were talking about um with with those with those uh side quests that you went on um yeah that's that's really what what matters to me um is is you know does does where i'm going what do these places have a compelling enough story and it's not just you know x fetch fetch quest i i prefer to not just get the coffee cup for the sake of getting the coffee cup <laughs> right yeah so uh, so yeah, like with with open world games, I'm totally with you. Uh, they have to have some sort of meaning yeah. behind behind it. You know, I don't want an open world game where all the side quests are just tedious. Yeah, like like you go to like an NPC, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna help you out," but first you have to collect five dove feathers. It's like, why do I have to t- like this? This is just like it's just something to do in the open world. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with like, Hey, these five dove feathers, is it going to give me some sort of gear? Is it going to, is it going to help me along the way? Is, is this, is the, is the dove feathers from the NPC character? Is there sort of, sort of reason why I'm getting doves? Yeah. Like, you know, like if it's just, Hey, collect five of these, bring them back. Like that kind of stuff is, it kind of is a detriment in open world. Just yeah. because you can do it in the open world doesn't mean you should do it in the open world because those type of tedious, repetitive fetch quests can really bog down what is otherwise a great open world game. Yeah, absolutely. So another one that comes to mind, like where they tie it into the story, um, the only game that I've ever platinumed, and that's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yes. Um, I think of the, the missions where... Um, where Miles is having to collect different sounds to add to his like his mixes and beats and stuff like that, uh-huh. and and his uncle is like taking him around to these places where where he and Miles's dad used to go to collect these same sounds, and and that's what I'm talking about. Like ties into the story, develops the characters, and is actually interesting to go and and acquire those. Um, those side things so yeah definitely definitely on the same page with you there i'm not into the grab 
five million dove feather feathers or two hundred and thirty six <laughs> Riddler trophies looking at you. Get out of here with the Riddler trophies. <laughs> Those are so ridiculous. Like I had played uh Arkham Knight and I was like, you know what? I had it on Xbox. You know, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna one hundred percent this game. Yeah. And I went through like twenty Riddler trophies. I was like, Nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing another 200 of these yeah. to, to get to 100% this and to get the actual true ending. I'm just going to watch it on YouTube. Like these, this is, this is way too tedious. These are just like small puzzle mini games that I don't really care for. Yep. Yep. And, and, and most times in those cases, the, the reward for doing so is not near worth it. Um, that makes me think of uh, Breath of the Wild. So in Breath of the Wild, you collect wild you collect these things called Korok seeds, um, mm-hmm. and because the Koroks they're 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 little creatures in the game that you you interact with and stuff, and you collect these seeds. There are, I believe, I want to say there are nine hundred and ninety nine Korok seeds, and the thing that you get for getting these nine hundred and ninety nine Korok seeds is a medallion, a medallion that is shaped like a piece of Korok poop. That is literally all you get. What? <laughs> what does it what does it do? It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Now do, now with these you don't get trophies or anything with it either. No. So there's no like reward. No. Can you sell it? Uh I don't know if you can sell the the medallion <laughs> thing. No. I don't think you can. It's just it's just part of the hundred percent completion. Like that is such oh. a waste of time. I mean, I get. See, that's the kind of thing. Like, like sometimes sometimes the these quests are a detriment to to the story yeah. of what the the game is trying to tell. And some sometimes with get with these uh, open world games, they have so much to do that it takes you away from the story itself. That okay. by the time you get back to it, you're like. What the heck is this going on again? Yeah. What is it? What what am I supposed to be doing? Who are these people? Because I haven't talked to you in the past thirty hours. Like I don't understand what's happening again. Um, and that's and that's like a, that's a detriment to the story. That you know, like if if these side quests are that are attached to the main story, it totally it keeps you in the main story. But if all you're doing is catching cups and chlor- Clorox pods, Clorox you know, like. <laughs> You know, you're not, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just, it just, I feel like it's wasted. It's wasted space. Like you're not, you're not, you're not filling the world with like making sure it's like live, you know, I feel like feeling like alive, which is great with the, with the, with the new gen systems, um, making games that are, that feel alive. Yeah. Like going from a PS4 to a PS5 with Spider-Man, you can tell there's so many more NPCs that are on, on the streets, which it makes them feel more alive. Now, do so. I have a question for you: Do you prefer open world games or do you prefer single player games? Um, I guess it just depends on the day, honestly. Like, I guess for the most part, um. For the most part, I would like a, a an open world game over a over a single player. But I like there are times where I where I'll take both. 
honestly. But yeah, if I had to choose between one or the other, probably the the open world games, um, just because it's more exciting to to explore different areas and and be to new, be in new places that you haven't seen before and um, and all this kind of stuff and not be so much on the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's interesting that you mentioned um, that you mentioned uh, uh, time, like you. 30 hours into, into doing that. Um, that's a good point. So how long is too long for you? Like what is, what is the, what is the, the sweet spot amount of time for an open world game to be able to, to be able to beat a game like that? Um, and you could go into, you know, just normal, like mainline story or hundred percent, whichever. Um, but like, Cause there are some games where it's like over a hundred hours worth of, right. of exploring yep. and, you, and you're mm-hmm. still not a hundred percent done. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? What, so what's, for, what's the sweet spot? 40 hours, 40 hours, 40 hours is a sweet spot. Um, uh, on, on discord, Haley, but vampiric just, she's like, I love open world. And give me those 500-hour games. Absolutely not. No. That's <laughs> way... Like, for uh, for me, I love to play a lot of different games. And if the game is 500 hours... Now, it's like, it's not the main story. The main story is probably going to be like 25, 30, 40 hours. But you can continue to do all the side quests, all the fetch quests, and all that, all that stuff. Um that could it could take you like 500 hours to clear all the question marks and all the uh the entire map unfog the map and things like uh, as it were um but no do not give me 500 hour games um one what the reason why i say that is these games these open world games they take a long time to develop and i to, to be honest you know i would rather these games come out on a more consistent basis rather than every four years because they want to do 500 hour uh open world games yeah just i i don't i don't have the time i mean like there is probably a very small community of players in the video game world that has time to play a game for 500 hours it's probably because it's only game they play yeah and a lot of gamers like myself do not want to play a game for 500 hours. There's way too many awesome games that come out. Let me look, look at February. February came out and it was like Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, and Elden Ring back to back to back on a mul- on Fridays on Fridays in a row. Like you've got to be kidding me. Yep. Like it's these games are three game of the year contenders, and they came out within three weeks of each other. Um, I don't have I don't have time. I don't have time to put 500 hours. You're trying I'm greatly, to kill me. Right? I'm, I'm excited that, that Sifu was 12 hours. I was so pumped that it, it was done uh, within 12 hours because, you know, I, I, I love open worlds just like you do. Yep. But does, it, does every game have to be an open world? No, it does not. No. Does it, does it make sense for the story to, to, to be open world? Is it going to be built to make, make to meet, you know, like it's going to be used in a proper way like the spider-man games like for, for sure give me those 100 give me those all the time i don't i don't want 500 hours five when i hear 500 hours i'm like you know what i'm not gonna play the game yeah like i don't even want to play it 
Like it's it it sounds ridiculous. I think Horizon Forbidden West. I think they said um, to to complete all of the all of the side quests and all the question marks and unfog the maps like a couple hundred hours. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. And, you know, like I've, I I did the I did the side quest, I did the main quest, the main story. I'm a story driven kind of guy, and I'm going to be doing the story. Yeah, I don't I don't need to do all this all these collectibles collectibles for the for the for the platinum that I don't have get have to get all the plat all the trophies or all, all the all the collectibles like if like hey there's like 10 of these all you need to do is get one I'm getting one there we like, go it's like I'm bare minimum dip my, yeah and 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 what I, what I like about that about that system is it's like hey here's one of 10 if you like this then go on try to get the other nine if you like it but you don't have to do that yeah absolutely what which is fine to me. Um, I like how I like how games are like, hey, try all the different things that we have offered. You don't have to do them all, but they're there for those who like Haley who want to play the game for five hundred hours. Yep. Me and ninety five percent of the other video game population are not going to play it for five hundred hours. Yeah. But it's there for those who who want to do it. Do I agree with it? No, yeah. I don't agree with it at all. I, it's, this game could have been could have came out last year if they didn't put up put uh, all of these things in there on every corner of every part of the map. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. I uh, I don't even know where we're going where I was going with this, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> that was my that's my thought. I don't I don't even, I don't even know what the question. And soapbox rant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh yeah, you 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 said you said uh, how uh, how long is a is What's a good open world game? Yeah, yeah, F- forty hours. Forty hours is good. Yeah, I don't need anything more than that. I think a lot a lot of my favorite open world games, like the Mass Effect games, you know, they're forty hours. This is a good sweet spot. Uh, I I've have not put in a lot of more than forty hour games, whether <laughs> that's single player or open world or whatever it is, more than forty hours. I think uh, Hades is an exception. I put in like sixty to seventy hours in that game. Uh, Apex Legends is not an open world game. Nope. I put in like nineteen hundred hours into that game. <laughs> um, that's not even. It's not. It's just. It's just a first person shooter that that has clicked with me. Yep. Um, and imagine how many other games I'd be able to play. Maybe I could have done a five hundred hour game if I didn't play Apex. Maybe. But probably not. But, but probably, but probably not. However, if you were to give me a Batman the next Batman Arkham game. And it was like, Hey, this to do everything, it's going to be 500 hours. Would I put 200 hours into that game? Probably. As long as the Riddler trophies aren't in there. Yeah. I probably will do it. If it's a 40 hour game and then a hundred, another 160 hours to do Riddler trophies. Like to be honest, that's probably what it would be. Yeah. I'm not doing the other 160 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, it has to be the, the side stuff has to be compelling and tied enough into, if not the main story, then a good enough story to where it justifies me spending the time to do it. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge Batman fan, and I've never 100% completed any of the Arkham games. Yeah. And I never will. No. So, no. It's because of those Riddler trophies. You don't yeah. want to do them. It's gross. Get out of here. Gross. Give me the, give me the, give me the side quest of the DLC with, with Catwoman and Robin and Nightwing, yeah, I'll do these, you know, but I'm not gonna do these real trophies. Get out of here. Yep. Um, agreed. Yeah, agreed. And with so um, switching gears a, a little bit, 
I want to talk about open world games and the uh, the HUD, specifically the HUD with open world games. When it is an open world game, I want markers. I want to know where I need to go, whether that is like an accessibility option where it's like, hey, travel this road until you get there. I'm going to do that. Yeah, oh, if, absolutely. What, I, I, I want that. I want that so much. And when I'm when like if I if I'm playing like a maybe like a Fallout game or this new Elden Ring game, Elden Ring is just like, hey, just go over there, just figure it out yourself. You'll you'll figure it out. And it's overwhelming to me. Like yeah. I don't like I feel like I'm I'm lost. I don't want to be lost when I'm playing a game. I want to like, hey, I know where to go. You know whether that's on the marker, whether that's like a, a yellow circle, like in a general area. Like okay, give me that, and then I'll try to find it. Yeah, but. I don't want to be like, hey, the whole map is a yellow circle. Figure it out. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, get out of here. Yeah, there comes a point where, like, I love exploring in open world games. I love going to new places. Sure. But, you know, yeah. I don't mind wandering off on the beaten path to, to, you know, to go to those different places. But, yeah, I don't want to be completely and utterly lost to the point where, like, I'm not actually progressing in the game. Um and and taking hours and hours just to find one particular section. So that's why, like, mm-hmm. I've never even attempted to try like a, a FromSoft game or anything like that because I just know that that's just not my cup of tea. The, right. That that challenges people out there. Plenty of people out there who absolutely love that stuff and more power to them. But yeah, the 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 difficulty level and plus the just aimlessness of of you know not knowing where you're going at all um yeah i i count me out of that count yeah i out. think i think the only game that i played where there wasn't necessarily a marker was no man's sky mm. and it was like the whole point of the game is to reach the center of the universe how you get there is up to you you can go from point A to point B, and that could be backwards, forwards, sideways, up, down, uh, all around. And um, I loved, I loved that game. I loved the space exploration and going to different worlds and things like that. Uh, but that is very few and far between. Probably the only other game. I mean, usually, most open world games they have markers. Yeah. They have, hey, this is where you need to go. You get a story mission from someone. They're like, hey, go over here, follow the arrow. And you and and you're there. Yep. Um, so. And and there's uh, there's games that that do that in a compelling way. Well, one major example is Ghost of Tsushima, where like, you know, you had a map. You know, it would tell you where to go. But like, the one thing that always made it cool about it and always beautiful to watch is like trying to figure out where to go. The wind. It's wherever the wind takes you. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful graphical mechanic. I mean, not every game is going to be like that, but just the way that they tied it in was was hmm, chef's kiss. A chef's kiss for sure. Um, what other? What is? Let's see. Let's let's move over to Discord. I think we have a question over here from. Well, let's start off with Lucas, the old Mister Pastor Coach Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote in, and he's like, as a parent. And someone who can overdo their gaming time when they aren't careful, open world games are not my favorite, though I enjoy them. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is my favorite one of that genre. 
However, the one that helped get me back into gaming and was my first true open world experience was Skyrim. The first time I played, I spent dozens of hours in the first town, robbing from everyone and spamming my archery and smithing smithing levels smithing smithing, smithing. <laughs> only after i left and finally progressed the story did i discover how huge the world was what was your first true open world experience mark you start off okay so first true open world experience um uh, yeah i kind of said i kind of said link to the past earlier that's sort mm-hmm. of open world. Um, Ocarina was probably much more of one. Um, just because, uh, well, or even maybe Super Mario 64. Um, even before that, just because, like, I mean, there was a hub world where the, the castle was basically your main hub where you would go from level to level. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't necessarily call that open world per se. but um, So, yeah, I guess it would be. It would probably be Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, because it's like you can go to all these different landscapes almost whenever you want. Now, obviously, you had to do some progression to unlock certain areas to be able to get to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that's one of the things that I've loved about Zelda games ever since then is is you know the you can go wherever you want. You can. You can explore and and unlock different areas and things like that. So yeah, that's probably Ocarina is probably one of my first. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I've never played Ocarina, the Sands of Time or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, and then I've never played Skyrim. I never played either one of those. I understand them. Yeah, I understand the allure of them but i've never played them my i think my first open true open world experience the one that comes to mind immediately is grand theft auto 3 oh yeah yeah i i i've i played that and it was jaw dropping like what is this open world i can i can steal any car i can drive anywhere on the map i can shoot anybody I, and the consequences are the five-star system where the police are going to come after you. Yep. But I can go after the police and I can steal the police car. I can, you know, just like that was uh, one. Uh, it was revolutionary at the time. Uh, no game had ever done that before. And it was, yeah, I think that was probably my first experience. Sweet it was the Grand Theft Auto series, which is yeah. another like great open world sandbox type of game yeah i mean that definitely took it to the next level for sure just broke that wide open because even then like with ocarina and stuff like that like you know there's loading times and things like that which i guess Mm -hmm. technically grand theft auto 3 did at some points but for the most part it was very seamless transitions into into different areas of this giant map um, so it definitely blows it wide open in terms of, of open world. Uh, Corey Fouch, he says, for the ones that I've played, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, Breath of the Wild, one of the best of all time, and the Fallout series really grabbed me. Red Dead 2 uh, as well, if you consider that open world. Oh, oh yeah, 
that is a Red Dead uh, one and two. I would consider open world. Yeah, you're gonna you. I mean, I I put in a couple hundred hours into Red Dead because that world was littered with Easter eggs. I would always be doing something. You would find something new that you would come across that uh, was not part of the main story. And that's what's really cool about open world games is you go off the beaten path and you find a little gem. You find a little Easter egg. You find something weird uh, and new. And that Red Dead was totally littered with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ba- Bacon Forbidden West. He's, he says, I like open world games when they're done. Uh, when they're well done and not bloated Assassin's Creed Black Flag is my favorite but man the old Horizon Forbidden Frappuccino is a really close second (laughs) what (laughs) the the Forbidden Frappuccino a really close second Um, yeah those are those are some fantastic open world games Uh, Corey Fouch oh yeah Corey Fouch he also says Fallout 3 was my first real world open game open open world game the huge expanse to do pretty much whatever you like was amazing to me and it is on the short list of games i wish i could experience again for the first time and man that's that's a that is something that i think about a lot is experiencing a game for the first time is there an open world game that you'd like to experience for the first time again um yeah Gonna wipe, sound like a wipe the wipe the mind clean. You don't remember it at all. First time playing it. What would you do again? I would have to be the same age that I was, or the same right time now. period. Nope. Right, right now. now. You've never you've never played okay. it before. Okay, so Ocarina would probably be out um, in that case. Um. Wait, no. You you would uh, okay. You you wouldn't you wouldn't want to replay that for the first time ever, right now. See, so here's my thing about it. Yeah. It's 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 definitely there there are a lot of things about Ocarina that hold up. But there are certain gameplay aspects of it that are very much a product of its age uh, of mm-hmm. of the time that it was released. And so that's why I say it, if if it, if I could I go see. back to when I was that age that time and redo that, mm-hmm. sure, absolutely. Um, for me, probably, yeah, probably Arkham City, either Arkham City or, or Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, uh, if, uh, to experience Spider-Man PS4 Yeah, it's another again. One, great one. I would, one. I mean, to be honest, I'll play it again anyways, but yeah. to experience it for the first time and swinging through the city and the music playing as you're swinging through one of the best experiences. Uh, I mean, like with Miles Morales, it's still fun to do. Yeah. But to experience that for the first time would have been, would be amazing. Spider-Man two can't hear, get, get here fast enough. I know. Right. Uh, you done messed up. A Aaron says the first open world game I can remember playing was Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. I've been a big fan of the newer style Assassin's Creed games too, with Odyssey having been my favorite so far. In my opinion, the biggest strength and weakness of them are the same. There's so 
much of it. Some yep. people are completionists, and I get why they freak out because you can never really finish open world games. But also, if it's done with good replay value, Bethesda games are an example, jank notwithstanding, <laughs> you can plop you can plop down fifty to seventy dollars for a game and play forever without getting the exact same experience. And uh, Aaron, he puts he does he makes a makes a good point uh, with open world games. Now you put down fifty to seventy dollars, and you can play for five hundred hours. That is well worth your money. Yeah, yeah, and that's the I, other big thing is like it's a different experience every time you play. That's that's the most amazing thing. You know, you put you you you, you plop down sixty bucks to play a single player game that's twelve hours long. It's like great, that was a great experience, but for a game that's going to last you a few hundred hours at the same price. Like that's, that's great. That's a great value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not, it's not a negative hit on the single player game. That's only 12 hours because they're telling a different story. Right. And not every, not every game needs to be open world. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't yep. need to be. Um, let's see. Travesty. I uh, used to absolutely love huge open world games and all the mysteries they hold. The, f- the first that I actually delved deep into was Morrowind, but Skyrim was probably as consumed the most hours. My favorite thing about open worlds is seeing something far in the distance, like a mountain peak and actually being able to get it or get to it, which usually took a lot of sidestepping along the way. Nice. That yeah. is something it's like, you know, like with just speaking of Spider-Man, you know, you see the top of Avengers Tower. You're like, well, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go over there. Yep, I can you go see there. How high, how high I can get on top of it. I'm going to get all the way on top of it and I'm going to dive all the way to the street and just see how long it takes. Like that's that's just the fun of open world sandbox types of games. Yep. Yeah. Same same feeling with me in Breath of the Wild. It's like you see that. That very ominous looking mountain way over there, at some point you're gonna go over to that. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna fight some bunch of things that you have no idea what's in there, but you're gonna go over there at some point. So Right. Crazy, uh crazy Delvin person. Cox, lastly Delvin Cox, he says, I love open world games when they have cohesive stories and even the side missions feel like you are expanding the world. I'm not a fan Appreciate- of just endlessly running around yep agreed agreed delvin i i i I just i I don't want to i don't want to get 10 cups one cup is good and then it's like all right i'm not getting any more of these now i'm not gonna get a piece of paper for you just (laughs) just rewrite it on the piece of paper you have i'm not getting a new one i'm sorry um yeah Let's see what else did we have? I think that is it. Um, the last thing uh, I don't think it was talked about in any of Discord is overworld games and the um, story part of the game mm-hmm. and the end game. So one of the things I love uh, about open world games is when they're like, "Hey, this is the last mission." Are you sure you want to do it? And then it's like, okay, you know, you can continue to do all of the side quests and everything like that. But after you finish the last mission, 
it brings you back into the world and you can finish up anything else. Yeah. Now what I want it, what I would rather have is I, I can't remember which game it was. Uh, it might've been Spider-Man where it's like, Hey, this is the last mission. And then once you finish the last mission, it brings you back prior the time prior to you actually going into the last mission because the whole world changes after the, after the last mission. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Spider-Man and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't I remember. remember what game it was, but there was one game that did that. I'm like, wow, that, that's that it keeps, it keeps the world alive. And it's just like, it's not like it's endless yeah. over and over again. Like, okay, there's, there's, there's a finality to the game. That's the end of the game, the end of the story. Well, if you want to continue to do all the side quests, we're going to put you right before you went to the end boss, which, which I like, I like it really. I, that's the way I prefer, uh, but I like it where it's like, Hey, once you get into the open world, they do like a little story twist. Like, Hey, this is why you need to go back into the world. You're not finished yet. You don't have like, Hey, you have to do all the Riddler trophies. Yeah. That's one exception where I hate. I don't want to do those. I'm looking at you, Batman. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> because like with, with uh, Arkham Knight and spoilers for Arkham Knight, if you haven't played it, just saying. Oh, well, we got the GMG VGBC coming up Should in not- April. I think. Should I not say it then? No. I don't think you should say it. Okay. The Arkham Knight Protocol? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the Nightfall Protocol. Nightfall Protocol? That's all you need to know. Yep. Nothing else we need to talk about. Yep. Yep. Just know it's there. Yep. We and get you to have it. to 100% the game in order to... Oh, yeah. No, that's what... I I, 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 I talked about that earlier. We're just like, hey... You have to get all the Riddle trophies to get the true ending. Right. And that's when I YouTubed it. Yeah. Like, you know what? It's fine. Yep. I like it. Was, it yeah, whatever. Um, but that's all. Uh, do you have anything else, Mark? Hearts is clear. Hearts is clear, as Mark puts it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> typically, typically, Lucas says, all hearts clear. And I wanted to say all hearts clear, but then I tried to think of myself. Uh, me hearts is clear all right well um that's it for this uh stupendous open world odyssey omnivorous thing that lucas likes to do with his alliterations (laughs) (laughs) nailed it uh yes nailed it um let's i guess this is when we do a little bit of housekeeping uh fluff pillows topped with annie's candies and give you the gmg news you need to know uh all week we have uh chris the rock streaming and i he right now he's streaming horizon forbidden west mark has been streaming zelda games on saturday mornings lucas has been streaming uh not he has not been streaming uh he has not been streaming for a while now uh, but if you want to follow him, follow Mark or follow Chris, you can find all of those links in the show notes. Uh, also, if you will be so inclined, rate us on Apple podcast, Stitcher, YouTube, all those, wherever you get your podcast Spotify. rate us, the more you rate us, the more, uh, uh, we get out there and the more easy, to, easier it is for people to search for us, to find us. Uh, be greatly appreciated the more we grow and uh, if you are if you want to discourse with us on discord 
That link is also in the show notes. If you want to give us a call, you can do so at, ah, shoot. We haven't had a voicemail in a a few months. It's like 929-GMG-GUYS. That is also in the show notes. Let your voice be heard. And that's it. That is all she wrote. Indeed. So for Mark, the spirit of Lucas and Ryan J and me, Pat, that is all that we have for you. I forget how to end the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, for us, uh, go get your good morning on and may God bless and guide your lives. Lives. (laughs) Guide your lives? Yeah, you don't lie. Guide uh, your lies. Guide you not to lie. There you go. <laughs> yeah, guide your truths yep. as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.